Hello and welcome to the Catastrophe Section. My name is Aaron and with me as always is Cameron. Today, as part two of the Catastrothon, because we're crazy people and we're already tired and we've got to do another one after this. <laughs> um, we did Agent Cody Banks 2 as part of Sequel September, Woo. in which we watch movies where we watch movies that are sequels to things that we have not seen the first of. And today we chose Agent Cody Banks 2 Destination London. The because 2004 Kid Romp. Oh, boy. So basically... What we get, what I gather that Cody Banks is recruited is a, a child spy. You right? got that by it being called Agent <laughs> Cody Banks well, and that. a no, teenager but, playing the but, lead. But I'm just, very astute. Oh, yeah, so good. But like, I mean, so basically it opens, anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it opens on. Like a summer camp, but they're all like diffusing bombs and and like going on pontoon boats or like what are those things like the fan boats or whatever that they yeah. use on the Louisiana bio 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 whatever. Uh, you yeah. So basically, they do that um, and they do a bunch of spy things and like combat training combat, and like yeah. It, there's a submarine. There's a submarine in like a, a river. And oh, then Jesus. code 42 goes off after like three minutes of like, hey, good job, Cody. You exist, Cody. High five. Oh, oh, there's a great, hold on. There's a great line that I, that I wrote down. It, one of the, a couple oh, of is kids- it trust equals death? No, 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 no. Before that, or I think it was what, anyway. So these, the uh, fellow child spies come up to Cody Banks and they're just like, USA first. Cody Banks second, mom and apple pie tied for third. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? They were just trying to write their allegiances in the most Amer- Americana sort of thing. I guess, but why do they... One, apple pie, you can't really... Well, apple pie is to. like... A, it's like it's an Americana thing, but you don't like swear allegiance to apple pie. Some you must bow do. down to the apple pie masters. No, but like, why is Cody Banks above like your mom? Is it things they love, or is it like uh, are these well, are the things their I... world centers around Cody Banks? Does it though? What well, from that line? It sounds like. I it. mean, I guess, yeah. Oh, but he doesn't seem like any older or any more talented nope. than anybody else there. Uh uh-uh. uh. Which makes me even more confused as to why the movie's based on him. Because... And why is yes. the recruiter... Not the recruiter. The, the person that runs this like CIA junior camp, yep. Diaz, is just decides to be a bad guy. Out of nowhere. He's like, meh, bad guy now. Well, so he... I love him. I love the actor who played Diaz. Oh, and we know that he's American because when they're in London, spoiler alert, they go to London... Oh, as you he can throws tell by a baseball title. up and down in his hand because like he's American. That's how you can tell that it's yeah. Him. That's how you know Americans are America. Thank you, explainy robot. Boop boop beep bop. Fucking so that dude. I love that actor because he overacts everything in the best way ever. 
It's great. Can we talk about Code 42? Yes, Code 42. Code 42 is Parents' Day, which they seem so unprepared for. There should be a calendar. It's an alarm. Like, oh, shit, we forgot it was. We were too busy spying and stuff to remember that. We were too busy, I don't know, in my nuclear submarine, (laughs) whatever the fuck. To be prepared. To parents. Yes. Happen. Parents happen, yeah. Yeah. They sure do. So then his parents like show up and his little little brother's like, meh, 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 alter, meh, I don't like things. There's like, like the bomb diffusing thing flips over to like and a it's like basket weaving. Basket weaving. The and submarines just goes into, into the into fucking that. thing. They, it's, they the just, ATVs uh, are like hidden under like stuff. Who cares? Brush. And yeah. Just all these parents come, Cody's parents, who I presume might be the same people from the first movie. I assume it would be. Or just paid CIA puppets Could that be. are foreign enemies meant to turn them against America. Fenemies. What? Fenemies. Foreign no, enemies. Enemy. Yeah, fenemies. Yep. Fenemies. Ha ha ha. I am your fenemy. Or frenemies. Oh, God. The Yeah, exactly. Sure. Why not? No. So I think <laughs> the his little brother is carrying and this is how great the the product placement is in this movie. A little brother comes out of the thing and and Cody Banks is like, "Is that my video now?" Oh, I remember those fucking things. I had one, dude, that they sucked. They only played in black and white too. Like they I came out with the like color one. Episodes of SpongeBob. Each yep. one only had like one or two and episodes. Jackie Chan Adventure. Yep. I had some of those. The one Jackie Chan Adventure. It's just a smash like a a sizzle reel of scenes from like here's a scene from Cop Story. Here's yep. a scene oh, from Rush boy. Hour. Do you, you don't remember that, that show was ridiculous. Yeah, it Jackie was. Chan I Avengers. think it's on Netflix now. It probably is. All however many seasons there were. Yeah, like maybe three. A lot of the mythos of that show just was like uh, eh, this is a thing. Fuck I it. guess I don't care. <laughs> There's like 12 things. Jackie Chan, go get them all. Yeah, Chan, do the things. And he's like, do the things. All right, I guess I will. So, yeah, he does that. Then, and um, his little brother, who's kind of a shit, basically uh, kind says, of. I don't want my brother. Can't we just trade him in for a hot girl or a pack of gum? Or like a pack of gum? Because I don't like him. Yeah, because you can just trade humans. That's I mean, what you do. In biblical times, you could. Well, you know. Yeah, have a horse. Now let me fuck your daughter. This is this kind of reminds me of uh, the product placement. Do you remember the movie Taxi with Jimmy Kimmel and uh, Oh my cool. Queen Latifah? Queen, yes. Oh, where Jesus. Patton Oswalt is like, hey, do you have a Friendster account? You should add me. Oh, yeah. That movie was terrible. Jesus Christ. I got paid $1,000 to mention Friendster. <laughs> you can tell when this, this movie is product placed by Pepsi. And Mentos. Yeah. And Video Now. And others. Well, Pepsi is the most blatant. When it's, he's in, like, is. the lunchroom, oh, just refreshing Let Pepsi. me just drink this delicious Pepsi. It's and full of joy. In the CIA non-subtle cab, like, there's yep. just a fridge of Pepsi lined there. Like, that's all they have oh, to God. drink. No diet, just regular, ah, Pepsi, you really make spying worth it. You really make Pepsi, Pepsi, Pepsi happen, Pepsi. God damn it, this fucking movie. Why did you choose this? (laughs) So my question is, why do they have 
a place that looks like a summer camp as a CIA training ground. So the children aren't suspicious against. Yes, but why use children? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we'd have to watch the first one. I think even then it wouldn't make much no, sense. No, it sure wouldn't. But fuck it. It's probably like, man, you sure can kick Agent Cody Banks. Why, oh, no, he accidentally saved the world. Now let's start a summer camp for children spies. That's probably what happened. It's probably not like, hey, we have a child spy division. It's probably like, hey, that guy did a thing. Let's start this. I'm assuming that's what the first man was And that's was about. an interpretation of Aaron's one-man show based on the first Cody Banks inferred by having watched Of which the I have one. not seen. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I'm inferring all of this from the... From context the of- clues. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, context clues. You're welcome. And then Keith clues. David is in this Keith movie. Keith David is in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he's the best part of this movie. Him no, and Anthony Anderson. Anthony, An- Anthony Anderson was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, so we have to mention, like, so... All these guys in these helicopters come in with guns. They like, bum rush the, yeah, the Diaz, summer the, camp. Oh, we forgot to mention the head of the summer camp is like this overacting scenery chewing. I love his acting. What was the line I wrote it? It's a uh, trust equals death, Banks. Trust don't, equals death. Don't trust anyone. Yep. Not even me. Not even me. He, and he totally trusts him. He's like, oh, it's just an exercise. Yep. Knock him out for me. And then all these kids just take down these... Heavily armed CIA wet orcs team members. Yeah. And then Keith David shows up in like a, you know, the government issue SUV and he's like, Banks, why'd you do that? Why'd you trust him when he told you not to? You you were supposed to write that in your lunchbox. Yeah. You why don't you write that in your yeah, lunchbox? So you should like write that in your lunchbox. Kid. I'm gonna write it in my lunch backs. Backs? My lunch backs. Mm. Lance backs. With Lance Bassavinsey. Lance Butts. So, and this is where things really go off the rails. Keith David explains in a CIA compound populated yep. with segues oh underneath an love, out of order order like I bathroom. Love. He's like, we had to put it yeah, where like, nobody would want to spend time. Yeah, he's like, uh, we put a secret facility underneath the summer camp. And he's like, man, we are all child spies. How did not we find this? And he's like, because it's in the pooper where people don't want to spend time. It's in the out of order pooper, too. So he just clicks on the O there. And it was very conspicuous because you can like the O like flips out. And it's the only one that's like raised to be like, that is a thing. It's a retinal scanner. It's like, very obvious. And then he pulls like the flusher thing and it's just like elevators, and elevators down. down. And then, you know, because the CIA is lazy fucks, they need escalators. And why are there, there why are there two escalators? It's an elevator down to an escalator down yep. to a floor. Yep. It's sure that is. far underground. Yeah. I mean, couldn't you just make the elevator go down further? I guess. Okay. And why was there sunlight in there? Beats me. All you right. know, underground can be really dull. Man, it could be real Got bright. Got a drill with eight inch hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, CIA secret, you can't get around CIA headquarters without segways. Yeah, you know. Not at all. Segways, escalators. Don't be we don't need to keep our agents fit or exercising. Sesquilators. Yeah, man. The Susquehanna Hat the Susquehanna Hat Company. Yeah. Abaddon mm. Costello reference for those that don't get it. Yeah, you guys remember the 40s? Yeah. Jokes. Hey, do you want to buy this? Oh, who's selling it? Oh, the Susquehanna Hat Susquehanna yeah, <laughs> everybody's just got a problem with the Sesquihanna hat company. Or like the street. Was it Bagel Street? Yeah. Bagel Street. 
Bagel Street. There's punch holes in hats. Watch that bit. It's good. Anyway, so unlike this he movie. says Keith David's like he was part of a covert CIA mind control project. Yeah. All things when you put together make total sense. And so he's like, all right, you're going to London undercover as a musician. Because uh, this Duke or like this rich guy is buying the tech off of Diaz, who's selling it. Although, why does he have access? Like, why does he have the mind control tech if his assignment is to be the leader of the junior camp? That's not really explained. Uh, child minds are more susceptible? But they wouldn't give it to him. They're not like, oh, this top secret, like, drone building project. All right, here you go, Cub Scout leader. Like, Yeah, you, you, you talk to, you interview the parents of the dead agents. Yeah, here, have this nuclear missile code. Yeah. You know, no one would ever suspect you. Yeah, that's why you do it. That's how intelligence and information work. That's if how I my shot work. That is how so my he's like, works. You played the 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 clarinet for, for three years. He's like, I didn't do that. I joined to get girls. You joined the band to get girls. That's not very effective. That's not how you do it. You join the football team to show your male virility and to get the boners with the women. And then you're like, man, look how athleticized I am. And the women are like, oh damn, you sure sweet hot am are. And then they pull off Same their. Tax has and, lost over sensual feelings. And then they have pull off their bottom bottom part of clothing. Well, he said they pull off their bottom parts. <laughs> they whip Is out this some sort of surrealist painting. They whip out their vaginas and they're like whip out. <laughs> yes. And they're like, here you go. And here you go. The and, sexiest talk he is ever like, put to reality. And then you will be like, oh. Thank you very much. I will now partake. And then you have Wait, the sexy. You say thank you before. Now I shall partake. Now I shall partake. Hello. <laughs> that is how sex works. <laughs> thank you, explaining robot. You're welcome. I am the fuckbot. Five million. Five million fucks? Is that a five million mark fuckbot? So Cody Steve. Banks lands in London. Uh, Anthony Anderson is his handler there. His name is what's his name? I don't know. Dick Tits. I don't care. His name is not Dick Tits. Aaron. <laughs> his, his, it's Derek Bowman. His name should be Dick Tits. So we go to the rich person's estate where they're like, "Oh, you're the American clarinet." American savant. clarinetist. Blah, blah blah blah. And we just see a whole assortment of like you know model junior United Nations kids like from different. Nations, and yeah. races, and ethnicities. Just there's every the, literally everyone's different. Yep, everyone's as different as possible. And most notably, um, there's the girl, uh, the Indian girl who also who plays the bassoon. Yep, and she calls him Woodwind. Wood, oh, Woodwind Buddy. I thought it was Whirlwind Buddy. No, what? That would be cool. Come on, man. I don't know instruments. I okay. never played. One. They're both woodwind. I did wood acting. Ah, oh, Jesus. They're both. No, I didn't play him, but okay. I've always wanted to. I mean, you'd totally pull off the look with your white Anglo Saxon ness. Yep. Which is how Jesus was not. I am Jesus. I am Wang. I am a wasp. White Anglo Saxon Protestant. Yay. Yes, I know Hooray. what that is. Audience, not, but anyway, yeah, Woodwinds is a thing. So after 
The door is opened. We meet Trivel the butler. Yep. Who is this rickety, <laughs> like just this poor dementia ridden like butler yep. who is like, may I take your bag, sir? <laughs> He's like Woodhouse from... But like times four in the dementia department. And then He's uh, like, hey, hey, hey. the woman, like uh, the wife of Mr. Rich Mick has money buying Evelton. Uh-huh. Uh, the, she's like, Trivel, it's this way. And he's like, oh, my. Right yes. inside the house. That is that inside way. Inside the house. I just feel sorry for that character because if they're still making him do all that hard lifting stuff at that yeah, age. Yeah, yeah. Like you see him later carrying like a thing of tea and it's just like. Like he's just, barely holding on to it. Like just. Yeah. Like, I, he barely has the strength. Like, come on, have some compassion. Make him do easier stuff. Like, brush his own teeth. He probably does that. Well, I mean, like, you know, that's physically taxing on a man. Yes. D brushing your teeth is physically taxing? Yeah. Only in a on April 15th. What? Yeah. Because tax day. Get it? Because oh. it's taxing. <laughs> Taxes are taxing. Get it? Because it's the same joke. Well, let's see if we can explain that joke here. Well, you see that the joke is exactly because the taxes, are, it's the same word, but there's a dual meaning to the word taxes. Because here the taxes, taxes, gonna take a tax, but then talk about money. And the government takes a percentage of the use for roads and healthcare and cops and fire departments and other things. And, All right, I think that's another explain. Gotta, Thank yeah, you. No, man. I'm not done. I got it. Oh, well. You know, something. All right, taxes, well, shut it off. Come on, robots. I got to go. Taxes. Okay, so. Then we meet all them, all them people. Uh, Anthony Anderson later we find out is the uh, cook. Yeah, he's like, posing as the cook, but he can't cook. Nope, he burns like whatever the fuck he made for dinner the first night. It's catfish and grits and corn. Yeah. There is a bit of bread. a funny thing where they're like in America when we. When food is really good, we say it's straight out of Compton. Yep. Food is straight like out of Day Compton. <laughs> Which is a movie coming up this week, actually. Yeah. Oh, this week? Yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. Cool. It's gotten pretty good. It's got so humans in. Yes, like most films. Yes, that is what That aren't entirely populated by puppets. I mean, they're piloted by... Piloted. <laughs> piloted. I puppet... Pi I pilot puppets for my pornography. <laughs> I just wanted it you to... You puppet pornography? Yeah. Oh, all right. You know. No, I don't. That's why I asked if you did. <coughs> well, you know. Oh, all right. So, uh, it turns out that Diaz broke into the mansion. Richie McEvilstuffins goes upstairs and he's like, you can't be here. Cody. Oh, we forgot to mention the overly not British British Q. Oh, yeah. Who's the like, mm, tea. I'm British, in case you couldn't tell. And he gives him a few gadgets, like a retainer that's like a radio. And if you move your tongue, you can pick up different frequencies. Yeah. And that. That's how you and do. And Mentos that act as like an explosive. Like a C4 if you lick part of it. Yeah. You and lick it and then put it on something and it blows up. Oh, boy. And that's, I think, is that it? Uh, the grappling hook pen. Yeah. And then the yo-yo. That like moves things and does that not. It's like really, magnetic and pushes doesn't really things show apart. Up later. It's magnetic and pushes things apart and he uses it to climb a, a metal thing. Yep. And so he's hanging from like the the chimney, like right near yep. like the the fireplace of 
evil stuffins um room and they're yeah. talking like I will sell you this and you will use it on the American president and blah 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 the CIA first, burned but, me biggity boo boo first he demonstrates oh yeah <laughs> he demonstrates the mind control ability upon his dog upon his adorable dog that he just puts this terrible looking like head brace yep he a- he asks uh, he makes it pour like scotch and he's like that's a thirsty dog look at that thirsty dog he's pouring himself some booze he's probably gonna poke up and then he gets it the dog gets up on the piano and just starts playing and it looks just like it should sound like but the dog is so cute just like watching it just happily like yeah just just picture the a really adorable dog just like slapping a piano it's pretty good although the sound makes it sound not so bad though it should be although it should be yes well yeah it's good Yes, it's a good. It's a good. After that, he runs down to and tells Chef Man, Doctor. He's Cuba, like, Diaz was here, man. Diaz was here. He's in, in cahoots, cahoodling. And he shows him the mind control on the dog, and he's like, you know, that's pretty good. You know, I want to rush out to dog. buy the CD, but because CDs were a thing then. This is 2004. Yeah. And he's like, wow. Oh, and we forgot to mention, like, the CIA cab car, like, the Pepsi one. Yeah. has, like, these really nice things. It's got a surround sound thing that's playing, like, this awful early aughts hip-hop. Yep. And he's like, shouldn't this be less conspicuous? And he's like, shut up, kid. This is Be a fun. child and listen he's to like, things. Listening, listing off the most high-tech thing. It's got GPS, radio, DVD. Wireless <laughs> Ethernet. Ding-dong-doodle-lop. Yeah. All the things that are standard issue by now. Yeah. But back then, I mean, state of the art, sure, why not? Exactly. But I don't think a taxi is, like, the best undercover. No. It's nope. not. Like, nope. you know those old, like, in uh, United States, in the United States, they use, like, uh, gardening or cable repair vans. Yeah. That gets them to set up a whole surveillance apparatus, and it they can be like, oh, well, we have a guy in there that's more like a, a city truck, like New York City. Yeah, water, like a nondescript water like, department deriv- or delivery thing. Yeah. Instead of like taxis, we move things. Yeah, because th- like that old guy tries to get in the taxi, and he's like, yeah. "Can't you see we're off duty?" And he's like, "What do what do you mean off duty?" I don't remember that scene. Oh, it was just an old guy with a cane. You might have been in not in the room, probably. But yeah, I think the dog was the highlight of the movie. Yeah, probably. I don't know. The beginning when they're at the camp and it's just like, this is the stupidest shit. I loved that part. Yeah, what a way. I loved it. It's like, and the fight scenes in this movie are so bad because you can just oh tell they're like, they're the shot like shit. I love it. Like, Frankie Muniz is like on the ground at one point when he's fighting Diaz at the end. And there's just like this leg that is way longer than Frankie yep. Muniz's would be that kicks Diaz in the face. Yep. And then he's like, <gasps> And then he just like does that whole I'm up on my feet, whippity boop bop, fippity flop. And then he does a cartwheel with some glass on his hands and just you know kicks him and he wins. Sure does. And then the movie's over. We're done here. The end of the episode. Just kidding. <laughs> Not quite. Twenty three oh, minutes. I wrote down lobster to stop fire alarm. Oh yeah, when it, he yes, did, yes so yes, Anthony yes. Anderson manages to make a few you know victorious dishes. He makes yeah chocolate surprise, which is. Something brown. 
It, it's probably just chocolate. I mean, and oh wait, it, no, no, he the M and M's that were in the car. Oh, he ground, I yeah. just realized that they didn't make that clear when oh we were watching because he has like M and M's and like the cup holder in there. Uh-huh. What he did was he just ground them up and put oh, them into Jesus a bowl. Christ. They're like. The surprise is that it's M&M's, I guess. That is ridiculous. It really is. It's fucking stupid. That's not even good chocolate. And so he's talking to uh, Keith David, the director of the CIA, and he's like, what's wrong? I just landed in London. And he's like, uh, sir, no- nothing's wrong here. And like the fire alarm goes off because he's bad at cooking while he's making yeah, lobsters. Some fire and he off. puts a lobster like, you know, those old fire things like, like the bell it. that hits he puts things. the lobster in between it while it's still alive yep. and, stops, and he's like you know not, not nothing to see here you know what, what are you talking he's like, no he's like um there's no alarm here it must be your bad cell phone reset or whatever yeah you know that family plan that you have through our eyes on wireless it must be that competitor's wireless plan that is bad i am using t-mobile like <laughs> ding they missed an opportunity for great, great product you placement. You mean monotoned robotic product placement? As it should be. Yes. Because then it would actually be funny. So the place where they plan to give the president of the United States a mind control tooth, tooth veneer implant thing. or whatever so, is at the Children's Rights Summit. Okay, do children not have rights in the 12 in s- nations that are attending? Because that's what the benefit is for. That's what's what the, the G7, yeah. Yeah. Do, do, we all recognize children as having rights, you know. Yeah, no, they're going to remove child rights. Is that why they're celebrating? And that's why they have a child orchestra there, so they can enslave them afterwards. <laughs> 500 euros. Go on once. Go on twice. You can have the Indian one that plays bassoon. You can have the American one who never shows up to rehearsal. Ah, he plays clarinet, kind of. Oh, God. The clarinet plays itself. Of course it does, because he doesn't know how to play the clarinet. So first, like, when he's, like, e- eavesdropping in on uh, Diaz and evil tin Man. Evil Manton. He has like uh, an early aughts not iPod that's uh-huh. like playing a clarinet. And he's like, oh, you walked in on me while I was practicing. Oh, no. You've, saw, and you've then later, found me practicing. When he gets to practice after uh, the director has landed, he puts his clarinet into the garbage. Yep. And conveniently, it, the other woodwind Indian girl says, here. Wood, wooden buddy. I found this in the garbage. In the garbage. Why was she looking through that garbage? She's very poor and does not have any food. <laughs> She's in an international orchestra. Yep. And they don't feed her. They do feed her. We no, see sh- that. Shh. Don't talk. She can't afford it. She's just allowed to sit at the table. But we see her eating chocolate surprise. Shh. Yeah, that she was. She says nope. that it was mm. good. Yeah, mm. Nope. I just want her to be a, a trash dwelling monster. Why? Because I want everyone to be that. It's my ideal society. Everyone being a trash-dwelling monster. Of course. Oh, all right. And this has been Economic Situations with Aaron. You know, I think we should all be poor so we could feast upon each other's flesh. That's it. Oh, all right. Next week, we'll discuss... We'll discuss the follies of... The musical Follies. What? Yeah. And how much money it lost and the economics of it all. Next week on Economics with Aaron. Oh boy, I know the things. Listen to me about them. These are, this is a co-production with National Public Radio. And me, but I'm losing my money. Help me, I'm lost. And now back to the catastrophe section. <laughs>
Thank you, Wendell. So, uh, so the taxi cab has the most subtle camera. It comes out of the, the thing at the thing that says taxi, and it's and just it's like gigantic. this awful CGI. Like it's gigantic. It's as long as a microphone, and it like just bends and turns, and nobody so notices. It's wider it. than it is. Well. Jesus Christ, it's huge. And not to mention the mad scientist fuck that they, like the balding guy that, yeah. uh, um, the evil guy, what knows mind control. That Anthony Anderson and, uh, that Bowman and, and Cody both discover inside uh-huh. of like the millennium bridge. I did like the bit where, uh, Bowman just like takes in his urine samples up to oh, security. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I was supposed to bring that these into the hospital. Funny. He just has like three. Where were old- they? They were like in his jacket. Oh, in the research. No, that's what I meant. It was like a research wing. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, where he finds the um finds out where they're doing the the mind control things. Yeah, he just And to distract the guards, he's just like, yeah, he brings in three canisters. Almost filled to the brim with urine. With, like with supposed and urine. And he spills like it on the newspaper and he's like, Oh my bad, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry about that. You can keep that. I got more where that came from. I got from. plenty more where that came from. <laughs> like, oh boy, thanks for your piss, dude. Great. That's a pretty great distraction. That was pretty though. funny. I, I thought that was good. Probably because the writers didn't come up with it. Also, we never see what the scrubbed people are doing in that facility. They're just kind they're of helping. They're just kind of there to they're, walk around uh-huh. and have lockers. Make it look like it's a thing. Because I don't know who they were operating on, but Mad Dentist. And this is just another movie that's like, dentists kind of suck. I don't like and, I don't like teeth. Dentists are douchebags. They they are. Eh, I don't hey, like what they're doing. I don't like hey, dentist. I don't like what you're doing. I don't like it. So quick, 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 they're, they're oper- quick who are they operating on? Like just some, some guy dude. just uh, yeah. played out in the chair. Uh-huh, just some guy. They're like, you know, with cavities, I can exchange that tooth out with mind control. And He's like, what if they don't have any cavities? Then I make them. <laughs> I am a, I'm an evil man. I am like the dentist played by Lawrence Olivier in Marathon. Oh, boy. I am the thing. Zzz. So they managed to... Uh, how did they get Cody mind-controlled? Um. Oh. Oh, they grab him after he gets arrested oh yeah that's right after he's like after well him and anthony anderson anthony anderson gets on this like really tiny bike and like he's because they're chased out of the factory yes science lair yeah and then they get in they they go on he fucking anthony anderson on on a shitty little bike diaz yeah and then they chase diaz diaz has like a flashlight that turns into a rocket launcher that looks good isn't it just suspicious what, to just uh, have well, a flashlight also, in broad daylight? Well, also, wouldn't a gun do the job? Well, you can't have guns in the UK, though. You can have flashlights, though. Yeah, apparently no guns, but rocket launchers. Woo, those are just fine. It, what? It's a flashlight. Yeah, that's what it is. It just fires film, that's all. Yeah. What? I mean, it fires light. That's oh. All. all right. You know. So it's a laser gun. It fires lasers. It fires lasers. Hope you're wearing your tinfoil hats. Hope you're wearing your underpants because it's going to make you boop. So inside of the factory, him and Cody fight. Diaz gets away. Cody, to get away from the rocket launcher, goes under this 
thing, and there's just a bunch of corpus there, and they're like, oh, you, stop. And so he's in, You're like, all the coins of arrest metro uh, police station. Scotland Yard, Yeah, actually. Scotland Yard. He's just like, straight up. I'm your worst nightmare, all he is. And he's like, you're going to get a foot. It's like that scene in the end of Lord of War, but not cool and yep. devoid of any tension or drama. Fun. He's just like, that phone's going to ring, and someone's going to tell you to let me go, and you're going to have to apologize. And he's like, look, hello, Will. Phone rings, and he's like, I think it's for you. <laughs> I, I think it's for you. I think it's five you. And then it answers, and he's like, how did you do that? And he's like, I think you owe me an apology. And he's like, I apologize. Oh, you apologize. You certainly got the best of me, you did, youngin. Oh, you shot up. This ain't the last you see to me, it is. No, I shot a rod at you fucking stadium. I'm a policeman. So they grab him, plant mind control thing. Oh, no, no, no. After. Well, no, because then he goes, because he's saved by the flute player, which is a British girl who's all blonde and apparently. Yeah, she runs covert ops for Scotland Yard. Yep. Which covert ops would be MI6, not Scotland Yard. Fuck it. <laughs> Just fuck it. But it has nothing to do with. No, it doesn't. Right. Nope, sure doesn't. Fine, whatever. You do, you do know the movie we watched is called Agent Cody Banks, right? Yes. Doesn't matter. Nor it, that's that's like saying, yeah, you know, there's not a child's uh, secret agent division, right? Like, yeah, we all know. Could be, I don't know. Uh, I mean, maybe doubt it entirely. I don't know, that summer camp and old dogs seemed pretty culty agenty. No, it's just a cult where they. Why'd you steal my girlfriend, Robin Williams? Uh, I'm that one guy in a bunch of movies, but you never just remember my name. Guy. Oh yeah, him. No, you. He's the him. best part of that movie. Is he? Yeah. I don't know. That was a great movie. <laughs> and John Travolta's like, wait, wait, just stop. And he's like, stay out of this lady. Yep. Ridiculous film. <laughs> I love that movie. Me too, because it's terror great. Great or bad. Just awesome. So he gets grabbed by scientist people. Implant the chip. We are ready to operate. Operate. Wake up in bed at place. Go forth to the thing. Control at breakfast. Food yep. fight. Then they have a food fight, and they're like, Ooh, "Oh, we're so child, we're mad scientists. Ooh. We're so child, we have food fight. Woo! Because the the radio brain controls aren't quite right yet. Wah. Yeah, slapstick, <laughs> awful. And then uh, Cody Banks is he he is mind controlled into. Calling the director, Keith David, who's like, yep. yeah, I'm here in my... And he's like, and he's meet like, me at Let me at Pilky Dilly Circus, which is a whole street. Like, yep. if he had said, like, the station, like, the, the metro station, he just says, meet me at the street, which is literally really, really long. So them finding each other is... As someone who's been to England, not yeah, but yep. fuck it. Here, meet me at West. Meet me in Westminster. Oh, meet all right. I'll meet you in that large pro in that large borough of London. Yeah, meet me in London. Yep, meet me in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, you want to meet me at? Uh, how about uh, Detroit? How about New York? Yeah, we'll just run meet- into each other. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, we'll find day. each other. How about I'll, I'll narrow it down for you, Brooklyn. We'll meet in Brooklyn. You'll you'll know. We'll meet at Brooklyn, the bookstore in Brooklyn. God, this, there better be a name, a bookstore called Brooklyn. It's a babbling Brooklyn. Yep, babbling Brooklyn, the land of Brook, the Brooklyn. land of people who talk, who have who talk to themselves. They babble on. 
Like Hollywood, that's a podcast reference. Babylon. Hollywood Babylon is another podcast. So they're on a two-decker bus. Yep. And somehow nobody but covert British girl noticed that on the second level of this whole bus that nobody else is on. Yep. There's just dentistry happening wherein the director of the CIA... Is being, is being uh, implanted. cavity implanted. It's being mind control implanted. This movie had to have mind control in it. Jesus Christ. That's the only way that the audience would be able to believe it. I don't believe th- us. They don't anyway. <laughs> the, so, you the know. day the earth wouldn't stop moving. <laughs> the day the earth kept going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean so like tomorrow? Yeah, you know, every day. Most days. Is that a song? Uh, it was the butchered version of It's a Beautiful Day. Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's an alright day. It's a day. It's neither bad nor good. It's, it's an it's average right in day. The day. <laughs> it's an average it's day. It's a negligible amount of heat as opposed to cold. It's right in the middle. That's why I'm singing about it right here into the microphone. Welcome to Obvious uh, Songwriting. Hello. Here's my guest, uh, Walter Dickwright. Yep, Walter Dickwright. My dick's right, not left. Mm-hmm. Don't confuse it. My penis is a Republican. <laughs> Mine does not have a political affiliation. Oh, I meant because the joke. What would you like me to obviously sing about? You. Um, we need to hear. Um, you know, you prepared one. I did. Well, then go ahead. Would you like it on a particular subject I have prepared? Well, you, I mean, you fine. I'll just come up with them. How about uh, club going? I have one right here about. Mm. Man, that's papers. Here it is in my thick paper notebook of ideas. It sounded I wrote. thick. And now I'm clapping yep. for myself because that's the end result that I like to get when I do this. Yep. Obvious singwriting. Hmm. Singwriting, yep. I went all up in the club wherein all the people that I know and like con- converged upon that place. And inside we ordered many the drink, but within moderation because one of us is the designated driver and we ain't about that driving drunk, yo. And then them shorties, which is a derogatory word for women that were dancing all up on the floor, were gyrating, but not as much as the men's were in the gyratoscope, and that we had a real good time and popping bubbly. Ah, popping bubbly. That means champagne. For those that do not know, I got bit in the head by a crow. The end is where I don't know. Oh, wait. Here it is. Sounds like Harry Be- Halle Berry makes you sexy. Want to marry? <laughs> yep. Want to marry. Uh, and then go back to the catastrophe yeah. section. What? We now return to the catastrophe section. What? Okay, so nobody noticed that. So the nope, director of the CIA goes, goes to the, uh, the, uh, oh, so Cody Mentos out window. Oh, oh that's yeah. right. Because they, um, Cody goes back to the tech, to the taxi thing where Anthony Anderson is British. And he's like, oh, he's got that. He's, uh, 
he's a got that um the cavity thing in the yep. mole control he does. And then he's like, what you talking about? And then I'm not mind controlled. And he says it like that. Yep. Pretty much. And then they're like, well, how about a Mentos? And then he like cut Anthony Anderson cuts just enough to or Bowman does, and he like puts in there, blows out the cavity. And he's like, "Wow, was that bad? Oh no, my! Wow, bro, I was all kinds of mind controlled, man. Oh, Scoob, Bingity Bong. My name is Bing Broman. Oh, and he took a Mentos and threw it out the window. Oh, that was early when he like just reached the uh, the music academy and the um the British uh, girls. Uh, the British girl secret agent was who we didn't know the secret agent at the time was she's like, would you like a Mentos? And this is after he got the explosive Mentos. So she puts one in his mouth and he like fist fucks her mouth to get the Mentos out. And he's like, throws it out the window. And then you just hear. Well, no, because it's actually not an explosive one. You hear a cow go just go. Oh, yeah, that's that. No, no, that's the cow transformation Mentos. Oh, yeah, yeah. Into a cow. It's just a deep, very deep. Did you just make a cow? Uh, Yes. Yes. British. American science. I am now lasers. I am now lasers. That's what America do. Okay. Oh, I also like that the. uh, the Indian girl just yells like American things at Frankie Muniz. Britney Spears. She just, yeah, she's just like, "Hello, American woodwind buddy, Britney Spears." Yes, and he's like, "Uh huh, yeah, sure yeah, thing." She, she exists. Yep, uh, I agree. That like, <laughs> I just thought that was kind of funny. That things happened in the movie, and so somehow when they're in the summit, uh. Anthony uh, Bowman gets the cavity in, and he yeah. and Frankie Muniz or Cody fight. But from the mad scientist POV, oh God, yes. it looks like fight night for N64. Yeah, and it's it just like, looks like a sh- whew, whew, It looks like whoosh, the worst punch. fighting game in existence. Like, who, who, who did he hire to be like, just in case I have these guys fight, I want to hire these, uh, these video game artists to make these, uh, these graphics for me. Hmm. Uh, I mean, PS4 was still around at that point, so... I mean, 2. PS2 was still Yeah, around. I was about to say, mm. Still probably my favorite system, by the way. Well, yeah. Most games ever, like, for any platform. Well, ever. not anymore, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's got surpassed by the PlayStation 3. Oh. I don't know, bad. though. But yeah. I wish they were compatible with all of them. But... Thank you. So... Uh, do you, uh, he manages to knock the cavity out of Bowman. Yep. And they both go after Diaz, and Diaz and Cody fight to the death. But then when Diaz and Evil Moneyton are about to get away and their plan goes awry, because, oh no, um, uh, English girl finds, uh, the mad scientist balding guy, and she's like, She's like, I'm going to kick you. She kicks him. I'm going to beat you up, but you won't think I'll be able to because I'm a little girl. But she does because she's a trained cool. Because she is a sci-fi master ninja wizard. Sci-fi? Sci-fi master ninja ninja wizard. Oh, all right. She shoots graybeard lightning at people. As long as you say so. Yep. Man, I wish I was a sci-fi master ninja wizard. I'd fight the cyber dragons and be like, yo, dragon bitches, I'd be all up in your guts with my swords. 
with my sword because I'm going to slice them and then I'm going to shoot lightning into the butts. So Diaz is defeated. Uh, Duncan, yep. uh, evil moneyton, tries to run away, but he's tripped by uh, the senile butler, Treble, Treble, whatever. Treble. Who apparently was it like the senility was just an act, and he's yep. the handler for, for a uh, British girl. The, the British girl, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you thought I still got it? I do, I do." Oh, yep, I that's exactly how he. Talks. I mean, that's what all British people. Even though sound he's like. a, he's has a posh accent and not an East. I mean, that's how London all British accent. people sound. They're no, just, oh, it's, it's really not. Gotta, if you've ever, did you, did you know? Oh, well, yeah, right. I, I guess we'll just go with what you say. So, with a job well done, well, after they punch uh, Keith, uh, both Keith David, uh, no, they both punch Keith David in the mouth at yep. the same time. Magically, like, when Cody kicks the implant cavity out of Anthony Anderson's mouth, uh-huh. there's no way that he could have known that that exact kick would knock exactly out that tooth. Yeah, but fuck it. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. And they both punch it Keith David a- right in the right place in uh-huh. his mouth where it's like oh only this one tooth came out not all of my teeth it is like a child super strong spies would be able to do yeah just all of the teeth so he's like thank you for your service and so oh no she takes out uh president man yeah she does and he's like mr president they tried to monkey trillion he's like oh thank you agent what's your name and that's it he's just like thanks i'm out of the movie now bye got my paycheck see ya goodbye goodbye bye you know, I thought this movie would really appeal to the youngsters. And so, uh, in closing, Anthony Anderson is told by Keith David, director, and he's like, you know, you did a really good job here. What did you think of working with Cody? And he's just like, man, man Ch- Childs is fun to be working with. Yeah. You can like put him all oh, kinds of I do of like he's pocket. wearing like the traditional African garb, the and he calls it... Uh, he calls himself Uncle Compton or oh, something. Yeah. When, uh, the, yeah, the uh, conductor's like, and who is this? He's like, man, I'm his Uncle Compton. He just names everything after where he's from. Yep. Oh, I also love that he went to Compton Community College to get past- a pastry degree. Or- yep. Although he doesn't make any pastries sure at does. all. Nope. He just grinds M&Ms and crawfish uh-huh. and yep. cornbread. Like his mama used to make them. Because he's black, and apparently that's, like, a thing. Yep. I mean, it is uh, in, like, media, but I don't know if it's But, I mean, if he's a pastry chef, why is he not Not making making pastry? Well, you know. I guess you just, there's not a well-rounded curriculum at the Compton Community College pastry program. No, it's just, all. yeah, it's a pastry program without making pastry. Or it is, and he's just like, eh, how hard can it be to try something? Eh, fuck it. And then he did. And then he put his penis in things. Uh, so he's like, good job. And so then Anthony, so Bowman becomes the camp counselor. And we spend like a minute there at the re-upped end of summer camp where he's just blowing the whistle and going, beep, run faster. Beep, don't do that. Stop beep. running. You know what I wanted this movie to be? What? When it opened on the summer camp. I wanted it to be like. A bloodbath. <laughs> well, you know. No, I wanted like, you know how they have like the summer camp rivalry movies like, man, the camp across the waters is so stupid and lame. Yeah. I wanted that, but it's like the Russians have set up a secret summer camp. Like a like a geopolitical yes. like, summer camp. That would have been amazing. Well, they, what where would they be just on different islands in international waters? Fuck it. 
I I mean it wouldn't make less sense this than this movie. It'd be like we gotta we gotta sabotage the Russians boat race, bros. And that's the Japanese island. They're during their Edo period, so they don't actually compete. Yeah, they're with us. isolationists right now. <laughs> and so is China until they get their their camp economy up and going. Exactly. Yeah. Man, I would have preferred that movie to this. <laughs> Just geopolitical like, commentary yep. in the form of youth summer camps of different nations. Yep. Would have been good. And that's Israel. You don't want to mess with them. They're assholes. <laughs> Krav Maga, I ripped his appendix out and fed it to him. After yeah, he I- like poked my soldier, my, my shoulder, and I was like, yeah, you're dying. And then like, he died. After I ripped off his torso, wore it as a hat, and then beat it up even more. I took out his rib cage, and I'm like, hey, nice rib cage. And now I play it as a, what's that? A xylophone. xylophone. Yeah, I'm like a skeleton in a cartoon. A skeletophone. Skeletone. Yeah, I'm like a skeleton in a cartoon. I play bones, but they're xylophones. So, let's render our verdicts. Aaron, does this movie, Agent Cody Banks 2, Destination London, belong in the catastrophe section. I think the first 10 to 20 minutes definitely does. And there are some like other parts that I sort of like. Yeah, well, definitely. There's still some some parts Ridiculous of it that were parts pretty good. Like yeah. the motorcycle chase. Just, oh, they just put him on a tiny bike it's because a he's a big guy. It's a fat guy. And tiny nobody bike. likes being called bald in this movie either. I'm not bald. No, it's the same guy. Yeah. It's supposed to be his work. Well, no, he says it to the... Uh, to Diaz and to Duncan, who's like oh, the money guy. I don't yeah. remember him saying He says it to, it to both of them, and he's like, you're bald. Like, the English girl says it to him, and he's like, I'm not bald-ing. I'm not bald. I'm I'm not balding. I'm bald. And so they get him a Swiss army knife at the end, and he's like, I'll share with you, little brother. And he's like, okay, this means that you have to share your Mentos, too. And then he's like, hey, no, don't take that Mentos. And, and then the he tri- and, and he's throws like, it out the I'm window. I'm going to eat three of them. No! And then he throws it out the window, and you just see this shitty little explosion in the water. And they're like, oh, no, he almost killed his and brother. it takes place like they've been driving past that point for like four seconds when the sound actually happened. And then yeah, it's nowhere near there's it. no sync. Like, it's not synced nope. up at all. Yeah, not at all. Uh, I think this movie does belong in the catastrophe. Yeah, section. it's, it's a, very short. It's very obvious. It's very stupid. It really is. It's, it's got pretty that family enjoyable. comedy logic. Especially, you gotta love that dog on the piano. That's true. If you could just watch that part, do it. And like the first fifteen minutes, that part, the final bit, and the dog, the dog. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's and the really dumb oh part where God, his clarinet is playing by itself. It's like he's got a solo, and it's like yeah, it plays like fucking Flight of the Bumblebee or whatever. Yeah, and he doesn't need, like at one point he's not even he's just like not even moving his fingers, and nobody notices, and yep. all the other orchestra just kind of joins like, in. Oh damn, he's so good. No, the what what was it? They he has to make like the orchestra the child orchestra play longer so the summit doesn't take place when they're all mind controlled so that they're just like we've got a stall we've got a stall so like the russian guy gets up and he plays oh god what was it it's a what is it good for oh yeah war what is it good Good for for absolutely nothing Uh and then the queen is all like yeah and everybody gets up claps on the table all the diplomats are just like it's like a baptist church meeting up in there just like up here the lord it's like his name is war is a good for it's like a black southern church everyone's just like whoa it's amazing and it is not very good Although most Southern Baptist church are kind of churches are kind of like that white or black or non-black or uh, non-white media says otherwise, but it's probably not true. It's a construct. I'm sure. 
Uh, it's a pro struct. Any other? Get it? Get it? You want to plug before we move? Yes, I get it. The guys is a joke. It's a joke. Okay, we're moving on into the next The thing. joke was super good. You get right, the joke? Aaron, the joke what? is because Robots. the things are going to go down to the store. You go to buy some quaaludes. Take away. Aaron. Yes. What is the tomatometer for Agent Cody Banks 2? Unfortunately, I think it's like 23. Lower. 10. Higher. Uh, uh, higher. 18? 13. Oh. Uh, 12 fresh, 82 rotten. Mm-hmm. Critics consensus reads, young kids may find this London adventure fun, but older kids may find it too simplistic. Audience score of 31%. Oh, identical to uh, pretty much hottie and the naughty. Weirdly enough. Uh, based on an average rating of 2.5 out of 5, based on 219,693 ratings. Yeah. Susan Walker of the Toronto Star writes, here's just about everything a six-year-old spy would hope to find in a kitty espionage flick. With just a twinge of romance, but nothing serious to interrupt Cody's undoubtable continuing career. Even though no sequel was made. Nope. Frankie Muniz is off doing nothing. I'm or sh- maybe choosing to do nothing. I don't yeah, know. probably. I don't know. Uh, Elizabeth Weitzman of the New York Daily News writes, with lots of cool gadgets, plenty of silliness, and a clever concept guaranteed to appeal to preteens, to preteens, this should be an unflagging high-octane romp. Mm. Uh... Uh, Scott Foundus of Variety writes, Munez's considerable charm keeps things moving along briskly. And there's nope. And there's more than enough here to keep picks, keep picks target audience engaged. Uh, yeah, Munez did not move anything along. He was a fucking shell of a person in this movie. Yeah, he's the only like, person who moved it along with an- was Anthony Anderson. Yeah, he's he's the one that he's the only one that really had any energy or jokes. I mean, the villains had some energy, but it was not related to keeping the momentum going at all. No, I mean, the, the main bad guy had a ton of like, ah, I'm the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I worked for the agency for 20 years and they screwed me, screwed me, I tell you. Yeah, pretty much. It was, he was fun. This movie has a 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. It was released on March 12th, 2004. Woo. And it was almost exactly a year after the first Cody Banks came out. So there was a quick turnaround on it. The first Cody Banks opened on March 14th, 2003. So it was literally released like 360 days later. Damn. Which is going to be the sequel to 28 weeks later. Yeah. 28 years later. But this one doesn't. I think the first one had like Hillary Duff in it. Yeah, it did. During like the Lizzie McGuire, like when that when he was Malcolm in the middle of the Lizzie's McGuire's son of the Jer- daughter of the Jerry's what the Jerry McGuire's oh you know he eats no, a Jerry's Burger Shack yeah but you might come down to my Burger Shack and now an advertisement with Jerry of Jerry's Burger Shack hello I am Jerry of I'm Uncle Jerry of Jerry's Burger Shack do you ever think that food is good. Yeah. Well, then, you know, come down here because we have it. Where is here? Well, just look for the sign that says, hey, all you Jerry's, come over here. And then that's us. 
us? I thought it was just you that worked there. Yeah, it's my shack. You, that's where it is, the burger shack. You serve it in a shack? It's, I mean, that's just the name of it. It's a building. You think a shack is a good way to market a food a place? Bil- a burger shack, yeah. Sure, why not? I mean, yeah. do you have any new entrees or anything coming well, out? Like, come along with the burgers, the shakes, and the, the salads. We've come up. With a wongsterful new invention. A wongsterful? Oh, it's it's wongsterful. All right, tell us about it. We have popped corn. Popped corn? Do you mean popcorn? Yeah. Okay. We popped it. Lots of places have popcorn. Yes, sure. it's buttered and then covered in uh, uh it's covered in sugars. Sugars? <laughs> yeah. Not very. salt and butter and that's no, butter and sugar. Butter and sugar. Yeah, that's how you should do it. People are wrong. That doesn't sound like it's very good. Speaking of sounding like it sounds what is, really good. What does it sound like really good? You know, I have a thing right here. Let me show you how it sounds like. Show it or make you listen to okay, what it sounds that, like. Okay, that sounds more like it. <laughs> That sounds like a machine malfunctioning. That's what your popcorn sounds like? It sounds... Mm, that's pop-tastic. Okay. It's delicious. You want some popcorn to go with your burgers. The burgers. Is that what the burgers sound um, like? Yes, the burgers, if you if you are feeling appetized, let me entice you. Feeling further. appetized, does that mean that... Doesn't that mean that they've already ate? Nope. If you are feeling appetized, that means the appetite is like going into I need food mode. Oh, in the I need food mode. Oh, yeah, I, I remember know. that from biology class. Yeah. The I need food mode. Yeah, so if you've been feeling appetized, then like, all right, so the popcorn's getting you appetized. Let me sell you the entrees. What are the entrees? Well, we got burgers. You want the delicious, delicious burgers. Well, you, you know, firing up that grill just sounds... Mm, delicious burger. Get out the spatula. Bring over the, it sounds like you're grilling in the backyard on the 4th of July. Anything else you want to plug, Uncle Jerry? We got to wrap it up here in just a that's, sec. Uh, that's it. I'm just enticing you with my food articles. And I mean, we got shakes that sound like this. We got, you know, we got, we got salad that sounds like this. Oh, just exactly how I like my salad. Man, you're going to want, just come on down and look for the sign that says, hey, you Jerry's come in here. Well, come on over that's here. that's how he finds it. That's how you shop. find my shop. Shop. <laughs> my Way shop. To elongate those vowels, Jerry. Come on down. We now return to the catastrophe section. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Aaron, how much did this movie cost to make? $24 million. A little higher. 30 A little lower. 28 26 26 How much did it make? Uh, 30. It made 28.8 million. Well, all right then. So they basically covered production. Yeah. Marketing was all. Well, it doesn't include uh, DVD sales, so probably made money. Probably made like, I don't know, 40 total. Yeah, something like that. Because it is a kid's movie. Those tend to sell pretty well on, uh, on DVD. The, yeah. fam- the family DVD. Yeah, DVDs the are fan like. DVD. The designated driver for the kids' movies is. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think we've talked that one into the ground, but let's just go to a bit of fundraising news. 
by covering a little bit. Yeah, we have, uh, we have a, uh, a sponsor this week, and it's, it's the Poetry Corner. They're running a fundraiser, and uh, they need more money. Here, let's get the founder of the Poetry Corner on so that he can tell us a bit about the financial woes facing the program yeah. right now. Okay, come on in here. <laughs> clop, 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 footsteps out. Is he a centaur? Like, <laughs> clop. Oh, no, he's riding a hog. That's why. Clop. Is that a saddle on a hog? Clop. Hello. Why is he listening to Fran Drescher's voice recording? Clop. That's the sound a horse makes. Oh, it's, it's just me, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, hey, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, how's it going? Are Hello, you? I'm here. I'm here for the Paris recorder. Oh, really? And Transformers? Did you have them on the poems? Well, you know. Sometimes I write about scrap culture, but they haven't really run about the right format out of yet. So why don't you tell us a bit about the money problems that Poetry Corner is facing right now? Well, you see, I say I have boatloads of money. Unfortunately, some of those boatloads have been sunk by rascals and rapscallions. Any specific rascals and rapscallions? I don't know, but I will hunt them down and terrify them with poetry. You'll terrify them with poetry? Yes, you know it. It's a terrifying weapon when using the right hand. I thought we were here to celebrate the transformative properties of poetry. Yes, the transformative properties from a man to a shriveled fuck beast. Fuck beast? (laughs) You don't know what poetry can do to him. So what sort of poems are you going to weaponize against them? Well, if you like, I can read one, but it's dangerous, so I will not. Oh, Oh, so if I like, it's dangerous, so... Does that mean you don't want to? or I'm not going to because you might turn into a ravenous fuck beast. A ravenous fuck beast? It's a, it's a problem. Anyway, this week we have special celebrity guest Mark Wahlberg. Hello. Hey, Mark Wahlberg. Welcome How's to Poetry Corner. But what, what show is this? This is Poetry Corner. Oh, really? Oh, is the Transformers here? I'm looking for it. I don't see you. I don't see the transformers. So, thank you for your generous donation to uh, the Poetry Corner fundraiser. How much did I donate? Uh, we actually keep that confidential. Uh, well, I don't know how much I donate. Well, we can tell you off off mic. Seven million! Oh, God! It was actually eight million. Oh, well, that's fine. Wait, seven million isn't fine, but eight is? Transformers! Oh, that's is that how much you get making transformers? Well, you, I make more than that. So, how many boatloads of money does seven million give you? Oh, I don't keep them in boats. Oh no, I, I was talking to my boss. Oh, hold on. If you put them, if it's all in one dollar bills, you can put it in three boats. <laughs> but don't you have to buy the boats? That's included. I already have extra excess boats in, made in case I made oh, more Oh, so you money. just need money to fill the boats that yes. you already have with. I had extra boats for my profits. Because of the illustrious world of profitability of in public poetry. radio and poetry. Public yep. poetry radio. You know. Well, I need to demonstrate the greatness that is the poetry corner. See, the world needs poetry, and to explain this, I would like to read you a poem. It is entitled, The Healing Colors of Poetry. Colors of poetry? Red, brown, purple, adjunct, 
adjunct? That's not a color. Please do not interrupt me while I am poeticizing. Orange. Borange. Septorange. Those aren't real colors that... Cyan. And the healing colors of poetry. For those of you who know, I don't know. Then the things you will know will come to your mind. What does that even mean? I am poeticizing. When the time comes, your horse will come into the stables and your stables will go out to the donkeys. Wait, but and then hold on, hold your metaphorical horses. But I thought that they moved out to the stable. Don't worry, be happy. Uh, although, lest the pigs become ravenous fuck beasts. The end Good. is nigh. Oh, uh, well, let's- poem over. Thank you for, uh, well, you said You're that it was over. Welcome. You don't need to announce poem over. We got that. You are welcome. Anyway, so Mark Wahlberg, did you write a poem that you would like to share here on the Poetry Corner? I mean, I, I, I write poems anyway. Where would you like to read it? I think I would. Oh, all right. So this uh, it's about Transformers, as you would probably guess, because I really like Transformers. Okay. Would you like me to start? Yes, please be gentle. Let me first say that Mark Wahlberg is certainly easy honor to have you upon the show. And it's really good to see celebrity endorsements, and I must thank you for your generous donation. If a lot of money, you could fill a couple of my boats with your money. Oh, I know. It's pretty wonderful, aren't I? Oh, anyway, I'm going to start reading my poem. It's called Transformers, the musical without music. That's the title. Why not just call it Transformers? Because that's poem. You don't know poetry. Get out of here. I work at Poetry Corner. Yeah, I'm going to recite. Let me recite my poem. Okay, go ahead, Mark. All right. Forming. Transforming. Robots in the open. No, they're in disguise. <laughs> Did you know that the Transformers have invaded? By invaded, I mean they're helping. And it's our job to find them. Oh, you sound very excited by that. It's time once more to get to the store. To f- go through the electronics and see which ones are Transformers. Just go through generic electronics? Yeah, they might be Transformers. Wait, so you say they're helping. How are they helping by posing as just el- electronics? I mean, I gotta find them. That's not helping by... Have you, have, you, just have, you, have you ever seen Where's Waldo? Yes. It's like that, but with like thousands of Waldos. There's thousands of Transformers? Well, you know. No, I don't. Like, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Now you know. I know. There's a lot of Transformers. So what are the odds of me finding a Transformer if I went to like a radio shack? I mean, one in ten. That's a very good odds for searching yeah. through the So what do you do with the Transformers that you find? I just kind of mark them off on my little checkbook and I'm you like, mark them off. that one. You mark them off in your Marky Mark wall. <laughs> in my Marky Mark book. I Marky Mark them off and I'm like, Check, I found that one. And they're like, oh no, I've been found and I am a transformer. Yep, they just say what they are right after 
and then they fly off into the sky. Well, thank you for being on Poetry Corner, Mark Wahlberg. I have another poem, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, sure, we can add It's fine for me because I'm running out of parents. No, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Roses are red. Transformers are blue. All of them are? Uh, only some, but uh, you're, you're, you're stomping on my poetic license. I'm you going poetic I'm going, license. Know, oh, right, there it is. You're it's holding right it up. Here. Yeah, I got license Mark at the official. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? All right. Roses are red. Transformers are blue. They're everywhere. And I'm going to poo. You're going to poo? Yeah. I thought you were going to end it by saying that you're going to find them. Well, I got a rhyme. I'm going to find them, too. I'm going to find them, too. That would be a great way to end that. Like, well, you're not a poet. I work at Poetry Corner. That's I, my poet. Well, that was a wonderful poem. Boy, howdy. Boy, howdy. Now, assistant, how would you like to read the poem? Uh, I actually don't have one today. I found one written oh. in your notebook. It's called The Wonderful Summer of Summerfield Fun Summer. Oh, yeah, I forgot that I wrote that one last yes. summer. Now, if you would kindly read, I want to share, you know, the more parents we get out on the air, the more money we bring in, so we can keep this wonderful show going. Yes, of course. Let me read it. Thank you. Yes, flip to the page. Here it is. I oh, found it under it summer. Is. It's written very well. You can see it. Look at that handwriting. You're like a pen wizard. Is do you own a trans? Is your pen a transformer? No. Let me see it. No. Let me see your pen. Uh, here. Nope. Not you. You just have really good handwriting. Oh. I said that it wasn't a transformer. We have to check. It's not electronic. Oh, this microphone might be a. Nope. Not a transformer. Read your poem. I'm anyway. sorry. I'm sorry. You should just check all the electronics in the studio before. I, you hold on. Let me check your mic. Nope, not a transformer. Well, I should hope not. All right. Well, go ahead and read your poem. Oh, Summer, how thou art a season that I love. I like to eat chocolate, which I love. There are many people which I also love, like chocolate. Summer, chocolate. Chocolate. Summer. Oh, summer. Thou seven-headed beast of chocolate-consuming, melting summer! It's my favorite season. My, what a reading. No, and honestly, I really was quite impressed. You know that I was, I once wrote poems as such, but then I, I could not stomach because my heart would give out if I read such a, a loud. Oh, all right. 
I did some bad thing. Well, we have to get back to the catastrophe section. No. Next week on Poetry Corner, I'd Rose like McGowan and Halle Berry stop by to read an abbreviated version of Gone with the Wind. Halle Berry has prepared a chariot song. As well as the Gone with the Wind. Of course. It would be quite wonderful. This has been Poetry Corner. It's been a co-production of National Public Radio. And me, when you give me money to put in the boatloads, then I will be able to finance this better. Do it! We now return to the catastrophe section. Okay, so this brings us into our final segment. What's on our radar this episode week, you? Aaron, what's on your radar this week? On my radar this week is uh, Spock's beard. Progressive rock band coming out with a new album. It's I think it's like the Oblivion Particle, whatever it's called. It's really good. I like them. They're cool. Sucks that they're they're uh, like their front man left a while ago, but they're still really good. The last album one. What is, about their back man? Yeah, the, yeah. The back door man. <laughs> yeah, he's a back door man. Just like in Hottie and the Naughty. Yeah. Um. So that's coming out. Then also. Um, Uh, Riverside. Oh, I thought that an ambulance was coming. <laughs> no, Riverside is coming out. Fear, loving, and the time machine. I think is what it's called. It's a Riverside's really cool, and they're kind of abandoning the more metal part of their um, their uh, musical heritage. So then they're going to be more prog, uh, prog rock than prog metal. It'll be interesting. A couple of their songs are out already, and they're they're pretty good, pretty damn good. So. Go check out Riverside and Spock's Beard. If you know Prague, you know them already. But if not, do it anyway and uh, do do the things. Persons. Things. Persons. Things. Persons. Cameron, go. I've only got one thing on my radar this week. Uh, season finale of True Detective Season 2. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty awesome. Uh, 90 minutes really makes up for a lot of the narrative flaws of it. Uh, they got rid of the weakest link actor at the end of Episode 7. Not to say too much in spoiler territory, but keeping the good actors around, tying the knot and the corruption thing really brought it home. I yeah. Comes back for season three. Uh, and that's pretty much it for me. So next time on the catastrophe section, Aaron, what are we reviewing? Uh, next time we'll be continuing uh, sequel September in which case, and by case, I mean basket case three. That's what we're doing. We're doing Basket Case 3. We haven't seen any of them. It's an old trilogy from, uh, what is it? I think the first one came out in the What's late 80s. in the basket? What's in the basket? Belial. So we've watched, um, someone showed me the uh, just the trailers. They showed me the first trailer, and they showed me the third trailer. Not and the second one? Not, you don't watch the second trailer. So for you uh, fine folks at home, go ahead and look up Basket Case 1's trailer, and you will know that uh, uh, looks like somebody... Went on a rampage. Yeah. Best line of the trailer. And then the third it's one. The, it, yeah, that's the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. And then the third one, I don't even fucking know what happens. But it's like, like a, a family reunion. But or not. Some, and then like a baby, a, 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 a monster Chthonian, like Bel- crazy. Belial has kids or something. It's a whole thing. So basically it's a, um, it's uh Siamese twins, conjoined twins. Separated at birth. Yeah, Bilal and Kevin or I whatever. Think, his name uh, is. Whatever. Um, Dwayne. Dwayne and Bilal. Bilal. Who names a child Belial? 
Anyway. Someone who's got a grotesque. So yeah, the uh, in a basket. So yeah, it's a bunch of fucked up monster looking people being like, We're happy. And then like police are like, We're in the South. And they're just like playing instruments, like dancing in this really it's awful be, and hideous yeah. makeup. It's gonna be great. So we're doing that and we're gonna have a new guest that we haven't had on previously. It'll be good. You'll yep, see it's gonna here. be a cow. Yep. All right, now the cow's gone. Who should we get next? You'll see on the next episode of the catastrophe section. Or you'll, or you'll hear it. <laughs> get it because it's an audio instead of a visual thing. Yep, that's a whole burger sound. Legas. Outro. Look up the catastrophe. Email the catastrophe. Yeah, exactly. Email the catastrophe sections with questions, comments, or whatever the hell you feel like. If you want to send us dick pics, I mean, whatever. Or or not. I mean, do, don't, I don't care. Whatever. Address them to Aaron. I, I trust them. I mean, just the show, just in general, just a, in genital. Ha ha. Ah, because uh, penises. Yeah, exactly. At the uh, catastrophe section at gmail.com. We've got a Twitter, catastrophe sect, SECT. I need to get better at Twitter and actually put up more stuff, but you know, be more active on the Twitterverse, Twitter sphere. Do that. We're Twitter on, geometric yeah. shape. And then uh, please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps people find this show. And, you know, do that. It helps. It helps people know. Let let your friends, let your family, let your children. Yeah, have three year olds listen to this show. I'm sure it'll not mess them up. Oh entirely. yeah, we're our kid friendly. Yeah, our kid. Yeah, content. our fuck monster conversations and yeah, it'll be good for philosophical. Little Timmy will enjoy. So little yeah, Gertrude might enjoy it too. Yeah, little Gertrude. I shouldn't say that in that voice. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, little Gertrude gonna get it. You said. You shouldn't do that. It doesn't mean I'm not gonna. All right.